Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hello, What's everyone, up? and welcome back to the Dispatches from Elsewhere AfterBuzz TV After Show, where we're here to talk about not episode 9 of 10, The Creator. And we're, I'm your host, Kevin Allen, who is very excited to get into the thick of it. Uh, I am Kevin Allen. Think of me as you. And with me are my <laughs> wonderful teammates, Team Yellow, Benjamin Schnell. Hello, everyone. Thanks for having me again. Oh, my God. Crazy episode. Crazy. It certainly is. And Sanaa Moore. Yes. Hi, everyone. This episode was truly tricky, especially with my favorite character, Fred Wing. I have, I just don't know what to expect from him anymore. <laughs> and like I was saying, think of me as you, meaning we're also live on the chat right now. So if you guys have any comments or opinions you want to share with us, Sana has got her laptop open, as you can see, and she is ready to share your thoughts with us as we share them with the world. So on that note, everyone, uh, episode nine of 10, we're coming down to the, the end game here. What are your thoughts? Share them with the world, Ben. Yeah, I mean, I was very surprised because we have this time jump, right? We're going to basically see the next episode one year after the last episode, which was very interesting to me. And finally, I mean, I have to say that I already said it in 60 seconds. It's so beautiful to see that Peter now changed even. So he became more this outgoing guy. I think he knows even more now how he feels for people, especially for Simone. And out of a sudden, he wants her back. And he's even doing anything possible to get her back. And finally, we see them very intimate moment. And I really enjoyed that. I really, I was always cheering for, for Peter, right? The whole time. I was like, man, come get it together. You got this. And now finally, after one year, he got it, guys. Isn't that amazing? I loved it. Oh. Absolutely. And I have to give you props, especially Ben, because from the very beginning, even before we started taping, you called out the P uh, Peter Forrest Gum comparison. Hell and yeah. this episode, he's waiting on a park bench with what I presume is a box <laughs> of chocolates. So, That's uh, so my true. hat's That's off so to cool. you on that one. As soon as That's I saw the guy funny. sit down next to him on the park bench, I went, oh my God, Ben <laughs> knew this from the beginning. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, probably... I mean, I feel like Jason probably even took that as an inspiration, watching Forrest Gump back in the days and rem remembered that moment maybe and just took it and just used it for his uh, writing too, you know? Who knows? Mm -hmm. I definitely see that. There are no coincidences. Oh, yeah. Uh, so now, how did you feel about today's episode? Literally, when I saw the newspaper slowly creep up. Mm-hmm. Oh, you guys in your comments, you must have overloaded Sanaa's system. So we'll have to check back in with her and just get, I like get her thoughts. Yeah. Well, nice. so this <laughs> has been an interesting episode. There's a lot of stuff like this, including glitches in the right. view. Like that was an element of this episode. This one to me was the most artistic one that yeah. we've had of the entire season. And to the point where I don't know how one can analyze this like any other episode of television. There certainly is plot and character development and all this stuff. Yeah. But by the third act, it it becomes something else 
entirely that depending on what happens with this next episode where we might finally have answers though i'm not really right breath on that uh, <laughs> i feel like everything could be recontextualized i feel like they dropped a lot of hints that yeah. will uh, will will be going oh next time but for I now know. i'm like i don't know where we are anymore i don't know what's I'm back at the original question. What it's, is reality? It's so true. And you know what's funny that you say that because when I watched this episode today, realized, wait a minute, we're already in episode nine. I was mm -hmm. like, okay, we are almost at the end of that season. But the, the plot, the storyline just feels like maybe in the middle, maximum. I don't even feel like we even have half of the real plot that we saw already. I think there's so much more to talk about, so much more to tell. So I wouldn't be surprised if they really come up with the second season, Kevin, to be honest with you, if you ask me. Well, I, I wouldn't either, but I did, there was, I, would, I think Fred Wynn even mentioned it. Fred Wynn being yeah. our new narrator. Yeah, that's great, that actually. This is a limited run series, which so right. I'm not actually sure there will be a season two, uh, but, though maybe two seasons is still limited. It is in America. Um, and also that as he, he's, we've been saying this from the beginning, you, we are starting the story in the middle. Right. We're still in the middle. We're not coming yeah. to the end. It's still yeah. the middle. That's what uh, I feel too. No, I, you're, and you're totally right for feeling that way. Fred wouldn't confirm it. And he's I just, I mean, I, I don't want to jump ahead, but especially now mm -hmm. at the end of the last two episodes, I mean, the last one we saw and now even more, we see the creator of this game, right? We see her even more and out of a sudden we see that boy coming up and he's like, wow, this is just the beginning of something even bigger, I feel. It's not just, maybe it's even more than we just thought for eight episodes or nine episodes, you know? So I think it's even more than that. Yeah. I, I can hear someone. I can hear someone. Okay. <laughs> oh, wow. That sounded beautiful, Ryan. I love that. Thank you well, so much. Well, you guys much. know Ryan, our producer, is from <laughs> Philadelphia. And he, he first asked, is, like, is, this a, is this a Philly heavy episode? I was uh, excited to hear. <laughs> oh, sing, sing a little more, Ryan. Sing for us. <laughs> Sorry, no, no, I'm trying to get some <laughs> back, but uh, continue. Okay. Well, all right. So while uh, Ryan helps Sana come back into the fold, it, we, I feel like our after show is getting super meta right now. Uh, let's yeah. not jump ahead to where things really start getting arty and trippy yeah. and voices right, are coming right, right. in from left and right. Let's start That's with right. something simple. Like you said, it's about a year later when we catch up yeah. with Peter and Simone. First, uh, right. just like with the beginning of episode one, we start with Peter. Yeah. Uh, he seems like he's worse off than before. That's right. You're right. He yeah, seems. Do you agree? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's like, I don't know how. Uh, from the from the from the outside, it felt like that. But even from the inside, when I see what he's now capable of doing, I just I don't even feel like that. It's very interesting. From the outside, he feels like he lost it even more. It looks even worse. I feel. Mm -hmm. But then. I feel like within himself, he probably had a kind of realization or something. I don't know, but there must have been something within him, like a trigger, who now just told him, hey, just just do it with Simone. I think she's maybe the right person for you and your life to feel even maybe more fulfilled at the end of the day. So it's very interesting how they kind of connected the outside and inside world of Peter. Uh, yeah, you know I, I mean? really so, liked his Wiley Coyote reference he gave in therapy yeah. that he ran off the edge of the cliff, but now he's aware of it. Right. So, you know, so now he's, he's falling. He was, he had nothing underneath him the whole time, but now he's noticed it. So he feels like he's falling. Right. Which is um, interesting because I feel mm -hmm. like that's the first thing to, 
to like conclusions or solutions always in real life, right? Even if you have, if you live a bad life, if you don't even realize it, if you can't reflect on what you live and how you live life, how can you ever change it? So I think maybe he just went the first step to now reflecting and realizing what kind of bad life he lives. And now in order to change that, he realized, oh my God, wait a minute. I think I want Simone in my life. I feel something for her. And maybe because of that, having her in my life at some point, I might be able to change it. That's how I felt. Yeah, I, I think you're not far off. Uh, he <laughs> talked about that he felt like he was on a track, middle school led to high school, led to college and so on and so forth. That right. like he was never making his own decisions. He was just yeah. kind of letting life decide for him. And right. I think the game made him an active participant in life. And now that he's gotten a feel for what that's like, he wants to continue forth with it. The exactly. trouble is... According to Simone, he's never really lived life, so therefore he doesn't know what outside of the game, outside of pursuing Clara, yeah, finding the truth of that matter, hasn't made decisions, and so he won't be able to right. do anything in the in the real world. Uh, so his therapist gives him this advice of like jot down everything you experience and how you feel about it, and he creates mm. little likes and dislikes. I'm I love he's a fan of magic. One more thing Peter and I have in common. Uh, <laughs> I was like genuinely thrilled when he was like seeing him like light up at that guy's ring trick. Oh, <laughs> that was he, got, he got involved and took a class. Like he picked that up a flyer. Funny. I yeah, love he pulled another flyer. Yeah. Um, that, I mean, it's funny hmm. what you just said. I, I, I mean, I don't want to become like too deep and talk about very like psychological stuff, but I'd really have to say show that score, I, though. Go ahead. Okay. Let me pull that up. Um, what I just wanted to say is I feel like what's very important, you can just, I think, change your outer world, your outside world, if you start knowing how to love yourself. I think if you don't love yourself and really know who you are and what you're capable of and are satisfied with it, you can't really show that to the outside world. And I think that's really what Peter is working on. He's trying to love himself first, then in order to give that back to people around him. That's the I, bottom line yeah. to me. I think you're absolutely right. When he was at the diner where Simone caught him, like just outside yeah. of her workout studio, right. uh, he had this the the upbeat like straight posture kind right. of a smile in his voice that he had been experiencing in the game but with obviously right. without the game doing it on his own yeah so right. yeah there's something to that he definitely found a way to discover himself and be pleased with who he is and exactly i i can only imagine that resonated with simone as she is kind of doing the same thing with her life exactly uh, we, we find her, like, once again, trying to get out in the community, get out in the crowd, and right. starts to turn away at the last minute again. But yeah. thankfully, someone stopped her and kind of, uh, like, I don't want to say forced her <laughs> into this little... I mean, uh, kind of, kind of. Yeah, I mean, just... she. She didn't force her to participate, but she uh, removed the option of leaving, which is the yeah. easiest choice. Right, uh, right. But Simone got up front and took her moment to get into the groove. But then I loved the smile on her face. Right. I really enjoyed seeing her enjoy life and be part of something that made her right. happy. That just, uh, that filled me with glitter. It was just awesome. 
Right. I mean, what I funny you say that. What I felt is when I saw that moment, I was like, wow. I think the filmmakers wanted to really maybe combine this scene with the scene that we already saw, where she's basically pulling back and is just leaving. Remember that I think the second or third episode that we watched, where she's oh, also yeah. trying to be part of it, and now really mm-hmm. having kind of a comparison. Almost, hey, it's almost the same moment in a way, but now her outside world has changed, and someone is kind of stopping her and is basically showing her it even more. And now, all of a sudden, she's basically really enjoying it. So I think for us, this is kind of a comparison showing the audience her life now, outer life has changed, and the way how she's accepting the outside world is now different for her. I think one thing that since you mentioned the comparison, because I feel like yes, there was a parallel there. Uh, I can't quite put my finger on why it felt so similar, but just like they were doing with Peter, I felt like they were reintroducing Simone the same way, uh, right? But having similar setups, and. I guess maybe the difference or what made it, if this is what they were going for, was that she wasn't, her, her stepping out into the world wasn't like declaring herself a member of a community or giving herself a label or having like her identity be her thing. It was just to be part of a dance class. Yeah. Just do something fun. Right. So I, which, and maybe this is now me too going too deep and reading too much into things, but it, it's basically this, person uh, leading the class told her or basically was offering her like you just have to enjoy life you don't have to be part of something bigger than you want to be you don't have to put the weight of anything on your shoulders it's not about anything grander than just experiencing life right exactly exactly and it almost Um, feels like i think she always for me personally I mean, she always had this kind of insecurity of her own persona, right? Her own identification, who she really is and wants to be in life and how people see her. I think she even saw herself worse in the world than actually people around her. I think people around her never really saw her like how she was seeing herself in a way. You know how that is sometimes. Mm -hmm. You even think about stuff even worse, even that no one else is seeing like that, but you just feel like it for some reason. So you make it even worse as it has to be. You know, I think that's what she kind of lived. And I feel now... She is someone who needs maybe like confirmation from the outside to to just let her know, hey, it's okay. It's okay if you want to do that. You're fine. And I'm part of that anyway myself. So you're good. You can just come with me, be part of the community, and you can be just happy and live life. And I think she sometimes needs that still. I think that was a moment where she really still needed that confirmation from outside that someone just pushes her a little bit almost. Like, you know, as you said, forcing her a little bit to yeah. her to be lucky, to be not lucky, but to be happy in life, you know? Yeah. And after all, there was a reason that she pulled on that flyer way back when in episode two. Um, Yeah, sure. Just like Peter kind of needed something post game. So did. uh, Yeah. So did Simone. And really they all did. Uh, So at the magic show that went disastrously wrong and made me so very tense. Uh, Janice steps up to a uh, table full of pamphlets and finds her right. post game right. thing, which is re-enrolling in school. And so, just in a very similar way of Simone, she's not being, uh, she's not holding herself to the labels that she had previously put upon herself as being the the wife and the mother, the caretaker. Right. Uh, she's going to be something new. Not that there was anything yeah. wrong with her previous identity, which she's uh, who's still following her around. And I love right. that. Um, she's it's very so happy true. with her younger life, but she she's also her own person now, and it's yeah. a different life. 
Right. And what I also wanted to point out, I, just, I don't want to just, just don't talk about Peter and Simone, but I really wanted to mention that because we have that scene, right, when they basically become very intimate. And I think what we also learn is that I think that Simone never had sex in her life before. So she's pretty much a virgin. But I think also Peter, I think he had it before, but for him also, it, it was a very long time ago. So he even feels almost the same way. And I feel like that was a beautiful moment, not, not sex related. I'm not talking about that, mm -hmm. but I'm just talking about these two individuals being kind of virgins in a way for life almost, you know, for what to experience in life and what beautiful, or how beautiful life can be. They feel pretty much like a virgin within themselves. So. They were, she said that she was anxious, but in a good way. So yeah. I think it was, yeah, that they were comfortable with their insecurities. Yeah. And that they recognize the insecurities of their partner and uh, were just totally fine with it. Yeah. Uh, I, really I personally, appreciated it I absolutely love the Michelle Gondry-esque shot where they spin around and then the bed comes to them and it's super practical. Yeah. I thought it was I mean, cool. the show in general, I feel like is beautifully shot. I think what they, oh, yeah. the, the production design, the set design, everything is really well done. Really well no, the done. Show is, the show is art. Like, yeah. It's just straight up is art. But exactly. we'll, we'll get to that. Shout oh, out to before Philly. Before I do, huh? Yeah. Shout out to Philly. You know, it's all yeah, like sure. location-based. Well, I want to do, I want to do a few <laughs> shout outs. I want to shout out to Philly. Uh, Great. Yeah, seriously, a beautiful city and a uh, great setting for this production. I want to shout out to Phosphorescent. They are the musicians who uh, recorded that song that is Peter and Simone's song. I've noticed a couple oh, of people oh. in the chat asking what song that is. It nice. is Song for Zola by Phosphorescent. So Nice. Okay, cool. Go, go ahead. Add that to your playlist. And uh, <laughs> uh, third and final shout out to, of course, the viewers watching right now. Thank you, guys so much for being here uh for watching the show uh you know what i think i'm gonna try to jump on the chat because i want to get your questions it's not can't come back to us but we really appreciate everything you guys do in making us the espn of tv talk and if you're watching on youtube like and subscribe if you're listening on itunes give us five stars it really does help and it inspires me to break down my background so that i can uh get on the old computer wow. and start taking questions so i'm gonna do that right now in wow, the meantime, while I do that, uh, you're so, multitasking. I love that you're multitasking. You're doing all these things. Like wow, oh, I care about this show. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do what I can. I make no promises because I have very limited internet. Uh, but uh, oh, yeah, we all. Do. While I set this up, so everyone has their pre-show life, except yeah. for Fredwin. Fredwin's pre-game or post-game life. Pardon me. Is yeah more of the game and boy oh boy has he expanded his research i mean it's i feel like the the more i watch fred win the more special he comes will becomes to me i mean like he's i feel like he's even the guy who's most influenced by this game almost i feel like you know he's really trying to discover who also he is i think he he didn't even find himself yet right i think he's on this search not just to understand what clara and this whole game is all about i think he's pretty much looking for his own identity i think he's still looking for who he is it's not just about the actual search you know and that was so interesting because even him ha having him as the the narrator was um uh, was was amazing to see that basically he's talking to us out of a sudden so he's almost kind of taken over the, the the game almost how it feels you know like from octavio and he's talking to us right now so i don't know where his journey goes to to be honest because well, i feel like 
He feels mm-hmm. kind of lost, but not. He's not lost, but he seems a little bit like it because he. I almost feel a little sorry for him, right? Don't get me wrong; he's a strong character, but he is so intense out of a sudden, so into mm-hmm. it that I'm just hoping that he's not losing himself, just focusing on this kind of game for almost maybe the rest of his life or something. You know. I I worry the same thing because he he strikes me as someone who knows himself in the sense that he knows. Uh, his his likes, his dislikes, his weaknesses, his strengths, his uh, not quite his faults. Yeah, always right, that kind of guy. Right. But, I mean, there's a lot of things about himself he is aware of, and he didn't. I, I still don't. Yeah, I guess I'm right there with you. I don't know why he is invested in this game. Why he pulled the flyer. He says he wants to understand what's behind all of this, but. I guess I mean, that could be it because he, it's it just the thing is that what is behind all of it, the closer he gets to the end, the more his hypothesis I mean, has to change. I don't know what you think, but if you ask me, it almost feels like that he subconsciously kind of gets the feeling that this game is even closer connected to him than to the rest of them. I have a feeling that he's so into it that he almost knows that if I'm getting this figured out, if I know what this game is all about, I even also understand who I, who I am and where I belong to in the world. You know, I feel like that's even part of him. I feel maybe the storyline and the, the, you know, the storytelling is basically um, like, yeah, told in a way that we don't know yet. But I think he gives me the feeling that he probably knows more than we do at the moment or feels like it, at least, you know. Maybe we have a big surprise at the end, trust me. I mean, maybe um, prediction already that he's definitely maybe even connected to the creator of this game somehow and he doesn't even know yet. Well, I mean, he he's... I think we were in a big surprise in this episode. He goes... Okay, so I was trying to follow along and I thought it was interesting that the game now for the, the team, team, the Team Blue, yeah. Blue Team, uh, right. they all started looking for clues to find the missing Clara. And now the three of them are trying to find the missing Fredwin. Yeah. So they go to hunt for him. <laughs> yeah, funny, right? Actually. And they find right. him. Right. Now Fredwin himself, like uh, he he kind he started look like making a lot of phone calls trying to figure out what happened to Clara Torres, where she actually did end up, like physically where. Um, he imports a lot of candy from that he found in the urn. Yeah, which, yeah. Uh, my according to my research are Smarties, which is a European version of M and M's, the predecessor. Of oh, M&Ms. yeah. We call it Smarties. Uh, that's right. We got that. All right, you're European. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You knew that. Yeah. No, no. no. <laughs> Thank you for confirming, Ben. Uh, I'm you on the right track. You can buy that in Germany. We call it Smarties. Yeah, that's right. Okay. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, they're different than American Smarties for for my fellow Yanks. Uh, yeah, yeah, kind of a little bit. Yeah, a little bit different. Uh, anyway, the point is, he lays them out into like these. I, I submit their grid patterns. Uh, like he makes these grand designs with the candies. I don't know what that's about. He kind of spirals out of control. He ends up in his mind palace, or is that where he is? And he, so between where he ends up in this world between worlds with Octavio Coleman, Esquire, not Chuck's, Octavio <laughs> Coleman. Right. And him hosting this episode, which I loved how much fun he was having being yeah. the narrator, but I don't get where that puts Fredwin. 
I have no idea. Fredwin is mean, just elsewhere. That's interesting. I mean, there must, I mean, from a storytelling perspective, maybe I'm trying to put myself too much behind the camera, but from a storytelling perspective, there must be a reason why he became the narrator, right? Why he was basically out of a sudden saying all that. So that's, that, 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 that's not just like an accident. That's not by accident. I think that's definitely on purpose. So I don't know what it is, but I might feel that he's going to be even more included in this game or something is going to happen to him. He's definitely more special, I believe, than, than the rest of the, of the team. So, but don't ask me what. I have no idea. But there's well, some so closer connection. Get to the bottom of this. They they go to the one person they think might have the answers, and that is the creator. So they That's go to right. Lee. Mm-hmm. Now, meeting up with Lee, like this, this to me was there's no uh, tricks, there's no innuendo, it's no suggestive clues. It's right. literally just a straight, frank discussion. Like yeah. that's what they're having. They're just on her stoop. She's going to tell them straight up because there's a crisis happening with Fred Wynn. But we as the audience don't really get a straightforward answer. We get this right. flash black, 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 <laughs> see how much this messes me up. We get this flash black with fat. Oh God. This previously filmed part of their lives with Clara. <laughs> Ah, I oh got my you. god, I, I turned into Porky Pig there I, for a minute. But I love the way how you worked around it. Beautiful. Oh, I did. Okay, thanks. <laughs> so we kind of get Clara's backstory, not in how she got involved with the idea, but how what happened with it. That right. she was trying to build this uh, thing to augment reality, not replace it virtually, which is kind of what augment reality is now, but right. this way, this device that would help everyone just kind of notice the cool stuff around them. And of course, yeah. it got corporatized and capitalized. Uh, and became this other thing. And as that goes on, Clara literally fades away. And then Octavio introduces everyone to the creator, as we know her, Lee, but as he names her to the boardroom, Clara. Right, so that's right. That's a few right. questions. One, what happened with Clara? Was she even real? Did she die? Was she just kind of this other personality of Lee's? Right. Uh, and two, uh, that was one, by the way, those three questions. And then the other question that was in my mind is, uh, who is the creator? Who, right. Who yeah. is the title character of this episode? So, it's, you know, it's, start, it's, it's, let's start yeah. with the first three. What do you think that meant with Clara fading away? I mean, I still, uh, for, for some reason, I still have to come back. I still not completely sure if Clara, actually this person, Clara, if mm-hmm. this person really exists, to be honest, if that's not a real, like a made up character by the creator, you know? And again, even that Lee is kind of like presented to us, presented to us as the creator. I have a feeling that Lee is not actually the creator. That's the kind of tricky part about that, you know? So I'm going to jump in with the chat here. Uh, right. So I've been talking to Nick Daly a little bit uh, on the comments section. He's been all over the chat. With, actually, everyone's been all over the chat. You guys, there's so much stuff here, and I love it. So What's up, Nick? Li- What's up? Nick also doesn't believe that Lee is the creator. That's who the, t- uh, the show's titled after. So she's not, right. not the creator. Uh, but he also put out the idea that Clara didn't ex- exist, which... Yeah. Back, that to me begs question too. Who is the creator then? Is the creator Lee, Clara? Is it our four characters creating their own story? What's going on? 
I feel like um, if, I, if, I, if you if I want to jump in very quickly talking mm-hmm. about yeah, that, right now that now that we say that, I just get the feeling, and I just put it out there. I mean, just some predictions already, guys, for you guys also at home. I just feel now for some reason that Fred Wynn might be even more included in the whole game creation. I think maybe, hey, who knows? Maybe even Fred Wynn is the creator and did all that and was more like an undercover guy the whole time. Hey, hmm. who knows? I know it's shocking. I, say, I know, Kevin, it's I'm, shocking, but... No, I mean, there's, <laughs> there's a lot uh, to process here because not only... So Fred Wynn is in this space between worlds uh, as a character, but then we as the audience member, like the TV started flickering and I'm watching yeah. it on my, like I said, my very limited interconnection. So I'm like, is it me or is it the show? <laughs> what is, what is real? Right. Um, and then we finally get to meet the boy or by that, I mean the characters meet the boy and confirm for us, the audience that it's a real person that has right. been following them around. Or that was so of- weird. That was weird. It's very weird. Like very as weird. The, as Simone said, this is weird. Um, <laughs> I had no so, idea what this what this boy is doing and where he's actually coming from. I I don't get it. Very interesting. I I don't know. So I'm just gonna throw out as many of the comments as I can. Get. You know, I gotta start from the bottom up because there's so much here. You guys rock, yeah. by the way. Thank you for thanks so much for joining, in. guys. We appreciate that. Uh, so yeah, okay, cool. So Frosty Winnipeg says that we're she's not up to. And, and has no idea as well. So good, it's not just us. Uh, <laughs> Yay. So there's a, there's a theory I'm seeing uh, around the internet and in this chat. Um, I think it was Jeremy laid it out on the table here that Peter's personality is so childlike that he might be the boy. Uh, I, have you seen this theory? Oh. Okay, so the, the idea that I've gathered, and correct me if I'm wrong, team on the internet, is that the boy is Peter's childhood self. And Peter has been watching his own memories this entire time because way back in his first episode in the TV wall, he saw clips that had yet to play out in the show. So he was looking right. at, he was, in our perspective, he's looking at future memories. But if Peter has been reliving his whole life across the entire series, then he's been watching, uh, all, this whole thing has him been watching old memories. And wow. he's the one who takes the boy's hand and goes to walk off because the boy is the one with the answers, according to Lee. Right, right, right. That's a deep thought, guys. That's deep stuff. And and this goes on because the whole thing of this episode with the idea is that the device that Clara was trying to build to get people to have, like, see nonchalance and experience the world in a uh, better fashion, we ended up being uh, devolved into this thing that just helped you relive old memories. And so, is that what Peter is doing now? Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. That's okay. Now that you say that, maybe at the end of the day, we're just going to be surprised, and the last scene is going to be like Peter just waking up. (laughs) Now, and here's the thing: (laughs) there's two things I don't like about that. One, I feel like it's a cheap cop out. Like it was all a dream ending. Yeah. To have him be in the Matrix the entire time. Yeah. Uh, I I just think I think this show is better than that. But this show is also so good; it might use that device to tell something much greater than anyone's ever used that device to tell right no uh, i agree so we'll agree. find out the other reason i don't like it though is because peter is not the protagonist there are four protagonists on this show and i think this episode like even spelled out in the beginning that simone is the lead character of her own story so it's yeah. not all about peter it's it's all it's true it's, it's true it's true 
Um, okay, so which which ooh. then would be maybe would which then would also work against the argument that the young boy is the young the young repeater in a way. Yeah, right? because so, and that's the thing. If they are going with that, I don't really care for it. But I I yeah, the team on the net here is a lot. They're pulling together way more clues than I am. Uh, and I you do guys, agree, you guys though, are good. the clown is totally creepy. I, uh, Sheldon, <laughs> Nick, all of you guys, you're totally caught on with that. Hell yeah. Um, uh, well, before we wrap things up, and I, I'm going to try to get a few more of these comments in, uh, do you have any final thoughts on this episode? Oh, my God. I mean, that we've yet to cover. Yeah, no, I mean, I think we basically covered it. I, I really can't. I can't really get over it. I feel like still Fredwin is going to have a much stronger position in the last episode. I think we're going to see a lot of surprises, especially with him. I think I, we don't even know what he probably is or how he's involved in all that. I, for one, can't figure out where this show is going to go because I, at the end of this episode, I don't know what perspective we're in. I don't know whose lens we're seeing this show through. That's so true. Somebody's because so the true. TV screen is flickering. You know, like, yeah. So, oh, there's so much second to season in the next episode, and I cannot wait. Um, all right. So uh, I've still got my eye on the internet, uh, but in the meantime, it, Ben, if everyone wants to, if everyone on the internet wants to put their eye on you, how do we go about doing that? <laughs> well, we're already finished. Wow, we're already ending. That's unbelievable. But yeah, you can definitely find me and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and also Twitter. It's at Benjamin Schnau, S-C-H-N-A-U. Thank you so much, guys, for joining today. And thank you for all your comments. That's so much appreciated. We love that. Keep it up. There's a hey. great little comment at the very end that this show is going to completely destroy the fourth wall. Nick, I think you're onto something and address us, the audience, like straight up. They've been doing it all season. They've I got mean, Fredwin doing it now. That's pretty sound, man. I mean, yeah. the way, I mean, honestly, what this story is talking about in general, I always felt I'm part of this story anyway, because they say so much about real life, you know, and we can all mm -hmm. kind of connect to that some way, right? Ab absolutely. Uh, on that note of uh, connecting, you guys can find me on Twitter at Kevin Allen says Instagram at <laughs> Kevin Allen Graham. Uh, the thing I fell in love with about this show is how it's unlike anything else I've seen on television. It does not follow the normal structure and it True. creates an experience that is not just me as a viewer and that as entertainment. It's something much deeper. So I can't wait to find out how it all comes Amen. together. Amen. Amen, brother. Say. Amen. Amen. We'll have to wait till next week. Until uh, then, you guys, thank you so much for being a part of the chat. Uh, thank you for, yes, being a part of this uh, act of defiance as told through beauty. Very nice. Uh, hi, Frosty. And all Thanks the best. The yeah. And all the best to our co-hosts, you know. I hope you guys are good, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so they're here with us in spirit. They're our team. That's Team Yellow. They're always with us. Uh, this. All right. Uh, so on behalf of them, I will say good night, and we will see you all next week. Uh, enjoy thank the world around you, everyone. Bye-bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.